Ah, let's play a game. It's uh, it's been real challenging with uh, James and I because you know he lives in California and I'm in Arkansas, so uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's quite a distance. And then even more so when uh, I've done some work with uh, Bjorn, and like I sound like ass on his end. So anything he records, so usually I end up recording on my end, and he sounds kind of like you're sounding right now ends up sounding like tin can effect even though he's got good equipment and stuff and then there is the lag that you have to try and be mindful of and everything else yeah podcasting is is fun uh but also actual work and it, you know if i'd known that going into it i don't know if i'd have been so eager to to jump on the bandwagon <laughs> but yeah you well, been... I... oh go ahead i was gonna say i've enjoyed you being on the bandwagon so stay on <laughs> as long as you want well, thanks. Um, yeah, how long? You've been listening a long time, right? Uh, two years is what our emails say. Oh, um, Jesus. But I, I had listened to probably three or four episodes in back catalog-wise. I think I caught up <laughs> on episode four was when I found you. Yeah, okay. And uh, the, Oh, man. And so, <laughs> and so I listened to the, the first three, and then I think I decided to text you or email you on a episode six right and okay so yeah long so time. yeah i've 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 been listening for a while now and uh <laughs> i've gone through three phones in the time that you've been doing this wow. so i've always had to go back and re-download the app that i found uh to listen to you hmm. and <laughs> and so whenever i do that i take the time to re-listen to a lot of the old podcasts wild <laughs> it's always um, surprising to me that yeah episode four it was, it was wow. snatcher oh cool that cool. Was... favorite game yeah it's it's surprising yeah. to me that anyone listens honestly like there for the longest time <laughs> first couple episodes you know i was like oh, i'm just talking to dead air you know i knew Derek and don were kind of popular um because i'd been listening to them for a few years and then when they put out the the call for you know someone to do a podcast for them uh, to kind of supplement what they were doing, I kind of lazily put forward a, an effort, and they said, "Yeah, that's great." And I was like, "Oh, really? Okay." So I started doing it, but I I literally thought anyone was just like, "Who's this asshole?" and not listening. And then I got the my first message was from James, and he told me, you know, "Hey, hang in there, keep it up, you're doing a good job," kind of thing, and that really went a long way for me because after the first three or four episodes, I was like, "I can't do this," you know. But then the wife, she helped out too. She went out and actually bought me like this really nice microphone and uh, I've got a zoom now and stuff and everything's a lot easier to do. And I was, uh, I was very pleased that you went in and that you continued to do it. And like, you can, I'm, I'm looking at the, the old episodes right now and I can see where like cowboy kid was, was episode three and it's nine minutes. Like, yeah, that's all you did. And then you get the snatcher, which is clearly, as you stated, multiple times one of your favorite games of all time oh, oh, and you jump from nine minutes to just about half an hour right right yeah, I, I couldn't and, and, in good conscience just do nine minutes on snatcher <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
like ah. well it's, and that's that's when you started to shine was the moment you went from from the 10 minute area yeah. to that 26 minute I'm like like listening to you talk is it, it's not as bad as you think you, oh, okay. you have a really good voice for the radio. You're, you're very insightful. Like, let me just blow some smoke up your ass here. <laughs> I, I got a good face I, for radio, I just, too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've seen your pictures on Facebook. <laughs> I think your wife thinks she must be kind of attractive. Uh, yeah, she has eye issues, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Moonwalker. I forgot about that episode. How did you make it through that game to even remotely give a good review? You know what? I, I love Moonwalker. Are you kidding me? Uh, Do you really? Yeah. I, oh, my it's God. Like one of those secret, you know, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan from all the way back to literal, like, the earliest memories I have. I have, like, taped recordings of me as a kid. If I could ever find them, uh, I'd post them. But where I'm doing imitations of Michael Jackson, you know, singing various songs and stuff. I even did, like, a... Uh, a faux commercial of him like uh, touting Pepsi. You know, I guess it was a commercial uh -huh. at the time. I don't remember it, but um, I'm like, got to be like five, six years old on my little He-Man tape recorder, you know, doing that sort of stuff and everything. So, yeah, listening to my own voice goes way back. And then, you know, later on, I was, I tried to get into music and stuff, but I've always um, had problems with uh, a lisp a little bit. You know, I've had uh, some speech impediments and stuff. I took some classes for it when I was younger. Derek, or no, Don actually called me out on One of those guys called me out on it long time ago and I was like yeah I'm working on it you know I realized that I have it and I have to I had to learn to speak in a different way into the microphone so it's not as uh, pronounced but you know I'm getting there so yeah 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 my, my wife has a speech impediment um, Jordan never realized that she she has an issue with her essence yeah that's me and that she, she has a lisp with it a little bit it's very very small and so we were, <laughs> I've known Jordan since she's yeah, she's my cousin's best friend. Oh, cool. And uh, so she's always had this issue. I'd never say anything to her about it. You know, here we are. I go through my divorce. We, we get together. We start dating. And it's probably not the best idea when you first start dating the girl who eventually becomes your wife to inform her, honey, did you realize you have a lift? <laughs> probably not. <laughs> and so then she, she never realized it. And then now she's very self-conscious about it. It's so terrible because I pointed it out. <laughs> so... so she, she you know. now pays really close attention to it, but she has weird ways that she, like weird inflections on certain words, like crayon. Yeah. Aren't crayon to her. They're crowns. She calls them crowns. <laughs> and a pillow, as, as anybody would say pillow, she calls it a pillow. <laughs> so I tease her about, about weird things like, like that with her speech, which I probably shouldn't do. Uh. It makes me a terrible husband. But she, she just laughs at me for it. That sounds like you're having fun. So oh, we, we, dude, my ex-wife was not a horrible person. She was my best friend. Sure. Uh, I had known Amanda since I was 13. We are still fairly decent friends to each other, right. but she was a horrible wife, and I turned into a horrible husband um, the last two years of our, of our nine-year marriage. Wow. And... I didn't like who I had become because mm -hmm. that's not the person I am. I, I'm a very happy person and I had become a very unhappy person. The only joy I had was my child. Yeah. And the only thing me and her had in common any longer was our child. Yeah. I mean, so, that happens, you know, the people divorce. grow apart. 
yeah, the, the divorce was the right way for us to go because if we had kept going, we would have ended up resenting each other and having this horrible, horrible marriage where it was just ugh yeah. all the time. So, well, at least Jordan treats me wonderful. Well, I, it took us some time to recognize it, and honestly, it was my dad getting cancer oh, yeah. that made me recognize what was going on because I was, I was like, I'm dealing with all this stress over here, Dad. And then I come home, and it's not the stress of dealing with Dad that I'm dealing with. It's the stress of being at my house. Yeah. So I was like, something's got to change, and we couldn't get anything changed. So we, uh, we just, yeah. I don't, went our separate ways. And yeah, yeah. The only thing that sucked about the divorce is my son now lives in Virginia. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't do we'll that. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, I if if Court and I ever split up, wherever she ends up going, I'm gonna just have to like pack my bags and move. I couldn't be. Yeah. You know, I I can't even imagine, dude, what you're going through. <sighs> Jordan is very supportive, and she she asked me at the very start of our relationship when when we realized that we were going to move in together. She asked if she just if we just wanted to pack up and move to Virginia. I said, "Honey, it would be extremely difficult for me to leave my job mm-hmm. and find one as good as that. That means that I can provide for my son, even being away from him. Yeah, that I could do because Virginia does not have the same kind of economy that Kentucky has. Kentucky's economy." Sucks. But I'm at one of the best jobs you could have in the whole state. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm like, so, like leaving, leaving wasn't an option. So, no, but she was, she was willing to pack up and leave Kentucky to go to Virginia with me, so I would be happy and have my son close by. I mean, like that's that's the kind of woman I ended up marrying. Well, that's good, man. Yeah, more, you know, power to you. Kudos. I'm, I'm glad you're happy for sure. But, um. Everyone listening, because uh, you know how I do, I record for a while, just chit-chat too. Um, you're yeah. probably all wondering who the hell that is on the line. Uh, you've probably picked up that it is a fan, and if, if you've been a long-time listener, this is Mr. Josh Watts, Dr. Watts in my phone. Um, <laughs> I got you down as Dr. Watts, and I have your picture as, uh, gosh, what's his name, uh, from Talladega Nights holding the taser. Uh <laughs> I laughed when you called, but, um, and, and he's <laughs> filling in for James. Uh, James was going to be here. We were going to have you as a guest anyway, but James has a prior engagement this weekend. And of course I got to try and get the podcast out as close to the 15th as possible. I asked you if you just want to do it solo with me. You said that'd be fine. So here we are. And the game we're going to be talking about is of course, Jojo's bizarre adventure. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to be talking about Mario RPG. Um, Super Mario RPG, to be specific, for the Super Nintendo. Hello, and welcome all uh, to Is It Worth It, the podcast where we talk about whatever the hell we want. Usually rare and valuable video games, we tell you whether or not we find them worth it from a collector's standpoint. I'm Blaine J, and as I said, with me is Mr. Joshua Watts. So, uh, got a little deep there in the uh, pre-discussion, <laughs> talking about families yeah, and whatnot. Apparently, this is also a, a podcast about life. Yeah, maybe I should uh, be the next Fraser Crane. I'm listening and uh, just have people call in and we can just, you know, talk about life issues. I, I could go on and on about relationships and the way I feel about them and such. And you seem to be a like minded person in that, you know, you understand that, you know, you're with someone for a while 
and you know a lot of people a lot of my ex-girlfriends not all of them but a lot of them like resent me now you know we were together a few years and now if i run into them they kind of give me the whole like you know rush away from me as quickly as possible kind of thing and then i'm always like well, what's you know what did i do to you what you know i i was wasn't necessarily the best boyfriend i don't have you know like these grandiose ideas that i'm like the greatest guy in the world or anything but i never hit a woman i never you know i try not to do like psychological damage or whatever it's like you should be amicable to me and yet a lot of times you find people when they break up they just like oh I don't ever want to see him again he's an asshole it's like well if I was an asshole why were you with me for a year or two years or whatever it was you know there, yeah. was, there was a point in time when you did love me and whatever it was uh, we grew apart or you know you you went your separate ways whatever you know it is and you just have to understand that people change and that sometimes uh, to the point where you just really can't be with that person anymore and just understanding and knowing that is, goes a long way into being amicable to these people when you do run into them but like I said some of them I still talk to and uh, we're still great friends and uh, some of them you know just literally think I'm the trash of the earth or something I don't know if our listeners or you have experienced that but it's so weird to me it's like I, I try and think like you know what did I do to you like I ran into a, this girl I dated when I was uh, basically high school level, or early 20s and high school level, like teens. And we dated for almost five years. And I ran into her. I said, hey, I know you. And she looked up and just like went white and took off. And I was like, not not a word said. And I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell, woman? Uh, but anyway, I just bought my Slurpee and went about my business. But we're not here to talk about all that stuff, I guess. Sorry. Like I said, <laughs> I could get into that for hours. Um, we're going to talk about, I, got started. I know, man, I know we're going to talk about Mario RPG, which I feel like has been talked to death. Um, but rightfully so this is a great game. It was released in, gosh, I was, I think I was eight, 17. So 90, was it 97? I think somewhere around there. You well, it was, it was released in, in, in 1996 in America. Okay. May 13th. Well, there uh, you go. I actually, I pulled up the wiki. Just to help me out with some dates. Well, thanks. Uh, I, but yeah, it was, it was May, May 13th, 1996 is when it was released here in America. Sweet. Yeah, because for me, like, uh, I don't know if it comes across, but we tried to use notes in the early days, and um, it felt wooden. So I just, I kind of like slowly threw those out the window and it seems to me mm -hmm. like it's increased the quality of my podcast. Like some, some podcasts, I'm not dogging anyone, Brent, Nick, I know you guys have a very, you know, I know they have like a very set way to do things and that works for them. For me, it's just like, I'd rather just gab about stuff and, you know, I've got about an hour worth of recording and sometimes somewhere between an hour and an hour and a half. And when it stops, it's usually, you know, uh, when I stop somewhere before then, but yeah, um, well, when I guested the film on Tactics, mm -hmm. I, I wrote notes up before I went in. I, I literally <laughs> recorded that episode with them in my closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I had so many notes on there, and then I didn't even remotely do any of them. Right, that's that's the whole thing. There's, no yeah. point. there's uh, a game like Tactics, or in this particular case where we're talking about Super Mario RPG, you're right, they've been talked to death, and they've also been played to death. Oh, I yeah. play them. I, I particularly play this game. I, I probably play it once a year. Really? So, see, yeah. I, well, it's, it's an easy, quick RPG to play. It is. And it's fun. It is pretty fun. It's, and I tell you what, for me, it's like when I first saw this game, like I said, this is for me, I was like 16, 17 years old. So I've got that whole like 
teenager, too cool for school type attitude. I'd found Snatcher and Shadowrun and some of these darker game RPGs of the time. And when I first saw Mario RPG, my first thought was, this is a baby's game. Um, and I didn't give it a chance immediately. I rented it maybe six months after it came out and, um, and played it and, you know, found it really enjoyable. You know, it had a lot going for it. But uh, in revisiting it, I've, I've played through maybe three times, and the last playthrough was years ago for me. Um, but I, I did personally find that it, it is really geared towards children. Now, you know, that can be a good or a bad thing. It's kind of a good thing right now for me because, uh, as you've probably heard in multiple podcasts before, it's very hard for me to find time to play these lengthy <laughs> RPGs. And this is one that's yeah. easy, breezy, beautiful l'oreal and you 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 can just run through it really quickly yeah cover girl that's what it is and um yeah yeah, i i I held my i held my infant through most of the game play for (laughs) for this particular podcast so i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, it's, it requires very little skill. Now, it does have a system in it, for those of you that haven't actually played Mario RPG, I don't know what you're doing. That Outside of, like, say, your Final Fantasy, you know, 2, 3, or 4, 5, 6, whatever, um, well, maybe not 8, but there's a... Uh, there's kind of... The, it's active... It's not active time, but when you attack an enemy, it's... Um, turn-based, but you can press the button at certain times to be able to either deal more damage... Time attack or block yeah and this is something i believe this is the first time i ever saw this system and at the time i found it really engrossing because it it instead of just the mindless mashing the button which you inevitably do on a lot of these older rpgs you know you just you get into a battle and you're just mashing x or whatever it is to get through the battle on this this one you kind of have to stay on your toes now you can mash x but you're going to deal half damage and you're going to take twice the damage which still doesn't make the game hard but it's going to make that battle a lot longer so doing this keeps it you engaged you know you can do things like double punch with mario or on his special attacks with the jump which we'll get into in a second um, you can land, hit the button, and jump again, and continuously do that up to a hundred, I think, uh, which I I don't think I've ever you done. You brought it up, so go ahead. I was going to say, have you ever done it? The highest I've ever gotten was forty-six. Was... to you the uh, attack scar? Yeah, I think and thirty. So I I just found out this year. I played this game a whole bunch. Like I said, I typically play it maybe maybe once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be a stretch. For a while, there it might have been like once every other year, but I have never, I never knew until this year that if you did it a hundred times, you got a super suit. Yeah, I had no idea. See, I knew, and I want to say I have a save file that has it on there, but it may have been through the use of hacking or something, or I may have had a friend do it for me. Because I've had the same cart for however long the game's been out. I have a save on there from my brother-in-law that hasn't been my brother-in-law in, you know, 15 years or something. And wow. he, he made it on there, yeah, back when, before he was married to my sister when they were in their teens. And, yeah, I saw it on there. I was like, Jason? And it, I knew it was him because it had his football number after his name, 69. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that's, you know, he made that back in 19. It would have been 98. So just a couple wow. years after the, the card had even came out. And it's still, yeah, you, still you bring there. up your age when this game came out. I was 12. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm quite a bit older than almost everyone that listens to this thing. Uh, yeah, just Joe. Joe, if you're listening, thank God for you. Uh, 
<laughs> the only guy that's older than me. I, I, I always, I mean, we're, I'm talking about old games here, and I'm like, yeah, I was 17 when this came out, and everyone's like, oh, I was three and a half, but I loved it. And you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, this was, this was actually, I think this was my second RPG I ever played. I played Final Fantasy II first on yeah, my yeah, uncle's yeah, yeah. Super Nintendo, and uh, I didn't play another RPG for uh, for several years. And I picked this one up at Blockbuster mm-hmm. for all those youngins who don't know what Blockbuster is, yeah. and rented it and played it over the course of a week, and then had to return it. Sure. Yeah, I I have a similar but different story. Final Fantasy II certainly wasn't the first RPG I ever played. That would be Dragon Warrior, and I early on I was really into the uh, the point and click adventure games and stuff, stuff like Maniac Mansion, and um, yeah. Uh, I think oh, I played. I, I think I played Final Fantasy two uh, slash four uh, was the one that really like clinched it for me that I was a lover of RPGs and then I was just like roombing up anything that remotely looked like an RPG. I mean that's this era: Super Nintendo Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Saturn, uh, PlayStation One, all that stuff. Like if it was looked like an RPG, I was going to try it out in the very least. And ninety nine percent of what's come out and what came out in that era i i now own and have played to some extent some of them i you know very quickly was like i will never ever play through uh shadow madness or something even though it has you know it's got its moments but um yeah uh mario rpg when it came along you know i'd already even though like similar to you like it was final fantasy 2 that really started making me want to play rpgs heavily uh when i saw mario rpg again it just seemed like a kid's game and uh, i didn't immediately get into it but then i did and i was i was really glad i did you know because it is it is a good game it's not as little kidsy as you think it's got systems in it like we just discussed that um uh, make it more adult oriented as well even though you can get through it without getting any of the side items of which there are many this is a square enix game or i guess at the time it was just squaresoft i think and yeah at the time it was just square yeah and they they did all the normal stuff that you would do there's all kinds of cool items you can get you mentioned the attack scarf and the super suit and then there's the with the shiny gem and uh what does culix give you mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah also the princess's question mark question mark question mark for that mm-hmm. adult humor uh, I would con- I would consider this game the Pixar of games. A little bit, you know, it, it, like you, like you said, it's very kid friendly, but it's got a lot of adult humor that if you're looking for, you'll find. Right, right. But as right. a kid, you won't get it because when I was 12 and I played this, I didn't understand what the princess's question mark question mark question mark was. <laughs> but yeah. as an adult, I now know what what it is. Yeah, yeah, certainly. There's a lo- lot of humor in the game. Um, just throughout you know I, I love what is it booster i love that character uh everything about that all his quests and his big house of toys and stuff and what's the mm-hmm. what's the item that you can get off him uh it's like an amulet if you play his little game i think it's a really great item it, that's the item that makes gino whirl able to hit for like 999 right yeah 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 and uh, the description just says like says smells terrible great item or something you're like oh mm-hmm. uh, everything is like that in the game it's similar a little bit to uh like working designs the way that they would describe items and stuff and like have a funny nature to them and stuff now some things i didn't like about the system um is you share uh effectively magic points it's called like flower points yeah, your flower points 
yeah. as opposed to having like one character, you know, have much more MP than another, or so on and so forth. In this one, you share. Now, it's not that big a deal because if you're uh, pretty, if you're, if you're the type of guy that's looking around everywhere, early on you're going to find all kinds of extra flower boxes and stuff to increase that. And uh, most of the spells only cost what, like one or two or three or something. Um, mm-hmm. And you have you have a flower box which does it by I think two. Yeah, and then you have the flower jar, which increases it by five. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, just a flower tab is by one. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it you toward the end of the game, you don't notice it as much, but it's still kind of like a bummer. It's kind of like in Paladin's Quest where, you know, the MP is HP. You get used to it, but it's like they're trying to do something different and innovative. But to me, I don't know how you feel. It was just kind of like, why can't everyone just have their own MP? You know, they're all drawing mm-hmm. from the same well. I didn't I didn't care for that. I did like on the items, um, every now and then you'll use an item and you get a freebie, uh, which is exactly yeah. what it sounds yeah. like. You know, you go to use your rock candy and it says freebie and you're like, oh, sweet, you know. Um, now I have another rock candy. Right, I have another rock candy to use. So that's cool. And it, it does make me think, though, that you could, like, save scum this if you're playing through an emulator or on the NES Classic. I actually ended up, as I mentioned, playing on the old one. Um, couldn't you just, like, always, like, save right before you use an important item and try and get a freebie? And if you don't, just reset and go back to that and do it over and over until you do get the freebie? Is that the way that would work? Um, you could, but I never <laughs> used it. I never had to. So right, you um, don't have to. I'm just, I'm just like thinking of way. You know, obviously they weren't thinking at some point people are going to save scum to get through games. But if if you're, yeah. and this is an easy game anyway, like you shouldn't have to do anything. I I did. Are you aware of the uh, the Star Trick to gain levels? Because I used it this time. I never used it as a kid, but I was like... Oh, yeah, yeah. When you, when you, when you hit the, the block and you get a star and you're able to run around mm-hmm. the screen. Yeah, yeah, you can... I think you can, get, you can get like three of them for free throughout the world. There's three of them, I yes, think. Yes. Maybe four. And then there's one that you can buy back mm-hmm. and you can just run around in that little area with the, the geckos are when you fight Bellum for the second time. Right. But... The way the trick works, like I did it near the starfish in, God, it's not Land's Edge, it's whatever the pipe maze, I think. And uh-huh. the the way the trick works, if you're planning on playing this game and you just want to, you know, cheat your way through it, basically, uh, or at least get all kinds of levels so fast, it's it's really amazing how fast it was. I was like, ah, I've never tried this before, I'm going to give it a shot. And yeah, you get the star, which makes you invincible, and then you, because this has like an earthbound type quality to it, where you see the enemies on screen, and you can run into them, or choose to try and run away from them. And if you have the star going, you can hit them, and you just get the experience for whatever enemies those were going to be. So you can just run all around and gain all kinds of levels as long as that star is going. Well, the way way it works is you can let yourself die, and then it'll just bring you back to your last save point. But it brings you back to your last save point with all the experience that you gained before you died intact. So then you can just run back, and the star will be back. So you just hit it again, and you can do it all over again. So, I just learned something new. Yeah, so I did this uh, right there at the pipe maze, and I got everyone to level 25 within 20 minutes, just so I'd be, like, breezing through the game, the rest of the game. And then wow. I think I kind of killed it for me because I only made it through Land's Edge, and I was like, I'm done. 
and I, I haven't played anymore because it was really getting boring because I really made it way too easy on myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing um, that, you know, you if you listen to the last episode, you know that I have to get everything within an RPG. So I made sure this playthrough, because there's all these hidden blocks throughout the game. You know, Mario's able to jump on the overhead screen, and sometimes you can jump up and just like in, say, any of the Mario Brothers, really, there's going to be invisible blocks sometimes. And I knew from being a kid that there was that one that you could get at the beginning of the game only if you jumped on Toad's head and jumped on that yeah. ledge, right? And all it is yeah, is a fucking... Frog coin. It's a frog coin. Yeah, who cares, right? Except that <clears throat> I had never as a kid on either of the playthroughs that I'd played before gotten all the the hidden treasure chests, and I, I could have swore, I could have swore, dude, that there was some item that you got if you got them all. And I was bound and determined to do it this playthrough and then I'm playing through and I'm I'm getting all the boxes and stuff I'm using guide and after a while I'm like this is kind of boring I don't want to use a guide now that I got the frog coin at the beginning I can't miss any more of these I'll just come back and get them later it turns out there's one other that if you don't get it at a certain time you can never get it again <clears throat> and that's oh, uh, yeah? yeah yeah it's uh god what are those called the wiggles wigglers or something they're the uh caterpillars that are asleep that you can wake up in whatever forest that oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the forest. Mm-hmm. If you wake up the caterpillar before you get the box, you can't get the box. It won't be there. Um, so, <laughs> so I didn't get it, and then I read that like two hours later into the game, and I almost restarted the game, and then like I was like, I, was like, I just have, I have to restart <laughs> Because even though I was pretty sure, like, I was like, I'll probably play through the game, but maybe not. I still didn't, I wanted to save where if I did decide to beat the game, I would have everything. So I, uh, I was just about to, like, start all over. Because at that point, you're only, like, three or four hours into the game. And I read on a thing, you know, what do you get for it? And there's 39 boxes in the game and you get nothing. He just says, hey, wow, you got them all. So I was like, okay, I can I can deal with not getting it with a Caracola Cola or whatever, a Croca Cola or whatever they're called. And it's, I can deal with not getting one of those. I But for years, I could have swore that there was some special item that you got for getting all of them. But yeah, uh, I don't know. You want to talk a little bit about characters? Because I want to make fun of Mallow real bad. Yes, please, can we? Mallow's got to be the... My, my wife has never played this game. Oh, yeah. She sits through a lot of my games as I'm playing them. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of blind blind playthroughs with me. She made so much fun of that marshmallow boy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> He's the worst. So when, you know, Seton or Seton, however he chooses to pronounce it on, on the Discord, he said that Mallow was in it. I thought he was, like, joking because Mallow is, like, he's the Edward of this game. He's, like, no one, no one says this is their guy and he's like oh man Starstorm or something does a lot of damage i'm like gino bro you know how are you not using gino or bowser as your damage dealers you know mario obviously you have to use but Mm -hmm. but mallow like as soon as i could get that little dude out of my party uh he he was kicked to the curb you know it's like nope you're out and i never use him again uh some i don't know anyway apparently anyone can be good in this game but he has no attack. He has like worse heals than the princess, and he mm-hmm. um, he has worse damage dealing spells than Gino. 
So why would I want him? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. He's just he's awful. And yeah, his backstory is just real little kidsy. He's the worst part of this game. He's he's what made me almost quit playing it when I was a kid. When like I saw it was like okay, so I got some kind of like cloud. He's obviously a cloud that thinks he's a frog, and you learn that pretty early on. So I'm not spoiling anything for anybody. Um, but it's it's just it's just cheesy and little kidsy. Whereas Gino, he's an animate. He's like a star that animates a doll because that doll looked tough to him. And Gino's like so beloved. He's the number one every year when they're looking for new uh, Smash Brothers characters. He's always voted as like number one or number two is like, hey, bring this to, you know, put him in Smash Brothers. But they can't because I guess Square owns part of it or something. <coughs> Gosh, I should have brought him Oh, yeah, there. that would probably be why. He's, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's never been part of the Mario series before. He's the only, him and Mala are the only original characters in the game. Right. Right. I, uh, is Booster not any? He he's also original, right? Who? Uh, Booster Who? and Balome and stuff. Oh yeah, Booster. Yeah, the the, the villains and such. Yeah. But as far as I'm in, in the party of characters, mm-hmm. the only people <laughs> between those two particular characters, Molo and Gino. Well, For I, sure. We just made fun of him. Yeah. Gino's the only one that's worth. Yeah. Worth it. You know, his attack is high. He's got the Gino boost skill. Mm-hmm. which boosts, boosts your attack power and defense power. Mm-hmm. And then if you get his little item, and by the way, there's a hack to do it, you can get Gino World to do 99999 damage. Yeah. You know, why would you, why would you use anybody else? Yeah, you you wouldn't. So. He's he's great. Yeah, my, my end party was Mario, Bowser, Gino, and I just like healing whatever. I didn't even, I'm like, yeah, I don't need to heal. <laughs> I'll just but use elixirs. With hot healing items, Mm-hmm. Killing items, getting the freebie. You don't really need the princess, but my party's always Mario, Princess Gino, mm. because when you get the frying pan for Princess, yeah. she does almost the same amount of damage as Mario with the lazy shell. Almost, not quite, but almost. Yeah, she she becomes ridiculous, but man, Bowser, so cool. It's like that. <laughs> even as a kid, I was like, you know that that's unique, you know, because it's not often that they put like a bad guy. It, it's become commonplace, but back then it was like they put the bad guy as a good guy for a while you know and yeah they, they did it it, in, it was it's right. tropey now it mm-hmm. was not tropey then right right now it's like well it happened in chrono trigger it it happens briefly in final fantasy 2 and such you know but uh it was so it was so good uh especially since he was such a well-known villain he was just established already for multiple games as being just the polar opposite of mario and for him to like he basically begs mario in this game to join him he makes it seem as though it's the opposite but you know he he has mario join the koopa trooper or whatever and i love i love all the scenes where uh, bowser's trying to take back his castle from Smithy and every time it's like at first he's got this huge army of Koopa Troopas and Goombas and shit behind him you know bomb bombs and and he's marching on the castle and then the next time you see him he's got like way less dudes and they're kind of like hey. yeah way less dudes and then like you finally see him outside of Booster's tower Booster's, he's, just, yeah. <laughs> he's just crying and, he's, all? and then like you better not let Mario see you like this you know he has this internal dialogue that's really great yeah, a great character and and well done in this game. And just the game overall is just like like we said, it's easy breezy. I I don't know if you have any notes. I'm trying to think of like what else I could say about this game. I mean, there's cool cameos. You got Zelda and Samus that appear in the game. 
You've got little things like yeah. you can turn into. Bleak, is, Bleak shows up asleep yeah. in, um, is it Rosetown Inn? I believe I think. so, yeah. yeah. he shows up in Rosetown Inn asleep. He's asleep upstairs. And Samus shows up at the, at, I think, I want to say Princess's Castle in, mm, in yeah. Kingdom. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. But, uh, just tell me, things. tell me the first time you, you got the hurl glove. Oh yeah. What did you think? <laughs> well, you laugh, right? Because right? <laughs> Bowser is effectively using Mario as a weapon, right? That's the one where he picks him up and he throws him into the enemies, right? Yeah, he throws him at the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> and if Mario falls in the party, if he dies, he takes a Mario doll and throws and the doll. Throws it. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> yeah, just all a lot of humor throughout. Um, just great stuff. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. Uh, we I don't know how long we've been talking. Even Josh, you got anything you want to get off your chest about Mario RPG? Well, all right. So I, I mentioned earlier when I when I guessed on on um, Brit and and Nick, I complained about the music from Tactics because I played mm-hmm. the game so often. Sure. I can honestly say in Mario RPG, it does not matter how often I listen to the music. That's I true. find myself humming some of the tracks. Yeah. yeah. Just just at work when I'm bored. If I'm not listening to one of the podcasts and I'm trying to fill the space that I deal with with some sort of noise, I will hum some of the tracks from certain games. And Mario RPG always seems to be in that in that place. So I love the music from the game. Yeah, that uh, common the, battle music especially but best music mm-hmm. in the game. What's the best music? Do you think? Because I know what I I know what I. The best music. Um. Which whichever thing that is, I obviously can't remember the name of the theme. I, I want to say it's Gino's thing when Gino shows up. Yeah, I think it might be. Uh, for me, it's Kulik's fight. Uh, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, and I'm just. <laughs> The battle music from Final <laughs> Fantasy IV is if, if those are that. Yeah, played. when you fight Kalulix. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that's really good. It's a it's a remix version of that song mm-hmm. too. So. Uh, and after you beat him, you get a remix version of the Final Fantasy Prelude. Yeah, you do. Yeah, while right. while you're listening to all of it, while you're going through his text dialogue, mm-hmm. which is always good. It's a really good version of it. Um, the music in the game is just really good. I mean, you get when you win the game, you get invited with the big parade at the end. Uh-huh. And so there's this parade of all the characters going by. I mean, even Smithy shows up, and it, which is, you know, per usual for Mario games, you get those parades at the end. But uh, it has a really good Mario uh, medley that plays from the game. And it... it the game does and deals with so many classic themes from Mario mm-hmm. that's really already uh, ingrained in you as a player, and then you get your wonderful RPG aspect. I often wondered and hoped after I played this game years ago that like Sega would have been smart enough to give us a, a Sonic, Sonic RPG. RPG. I, I think every gamer's had that thought, man. And they, but it, it will never happen. <laughs> Don't never say never, man. Because every time you think it's not going to happen, something it's like, oh, look at this, and so, it does happen. Especially well, with Sega. Sega's real good about if someone makes something that's good, they'll put it out. So that's true. I yeah. mean, you, you have the new Sonic Mania that came out, mm-hmm. but 
Like Mega Man, they tried to do it. Capcom tried to do it with Mega Man, mm-hmm. and it wasn't very good. <laughs> You you know you don't think so. I I am an apologist for Mega Man Legends. I have very fond memories of uh, of playing that and and beating it, loving it to death. Uh, same with two. I loved Mega Man Legends two. I own Tron Bond, but haven't played it yet. Which you know, the story of my life. Um, I I love them. I've went back and tried to play through uh one or two within the last couple of years and uh only got a few hours in and was like I I can't do this anymore because it's tank controls. Uh it's a 3D mm-hmm. environment but it it controls like a Resident Evil and it, once you get used to modern, you know, like Mario 64 type controls, you know, where you move the stick and you move in that direction, it's like real hard to go back to tank. I had the same problem replaying um what was it shining force or not shining force uh silent hill 2 even though that game was amazing it's still tank controls and and i i really wonder whether or not i could even replay I hate, yeah i hate tank control so much and you, such an atrocious thing. It, it is you i know there are, some, there are some people who love it and it's the it's the reason why it takes me forever to play a resident evil game is because yeah. i cannot stand those controls well, they, they abandoned it at four, um, but, you know, Veronica back, and yeah, I had trouble with Veronica too, I forgot we covered that for the show. Um, it's like, I don't, I'm kind of on, on the middle, you know, I, I straddle the fence, it's like, I don't hate tank controls, but it's only because I grew up with them and became used to them enough to where when I have to go back to them, it doesn't seem as horrific, but it's still like, if I haven't played a game with tank controls in a year or two, and I go back to it, I'm just like, what is this? And it takes me a good hour to be like, okay, uh, and I, I start, you start getting used to it and it becomes kind of second nature, but it <laughs> takes a while. Uh, it's kind of like playing GoldenEye now, you know, I didn't play, I yeah. played a lot, or not a lot, but a, a fair amount when I was a kid, and then, like, going back to it now, and you're like, okay, all this feels wrong, you know, as opposed to, like, modern-day shooters or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately, you know, not everything ages well. Uh, a lot of things that we mm-hmm. thought were great as kids aren't, but this isn't one of them. Mario RPG is a great game. This is one that it's still, it, for it being on the Super Nintendo and it being those early 3D-ish graphics, yeah. it still looks really good. Uh, I've played, for this particular run-through, I've played it on my SNES Classic on my right. big old flat-screen TV, and it still looks beautiful, even though it's early 3D pixelation. Yeah. Uh, it didn't look nearly as bad as if I, say, hooked up my PlayStation 3 and played my copy of Final Fantasy 7 yeah, on my yeah. big TV. Which is it, rough. Just, uh, <laughs> but this one still looks beautiful with the, with the background renderings, with the character mm-hmm. 3D models. Uh, you have your moments where it looks kind of funny. but It's fine. Uh, yeah. it, it looks funny back then, too, on, yeah. on the CT TV. Which so, is what uh, I played it on. <laughs> yeah. I played this. I, I, told, I, I unfortunately got rid of my last CT TV, and I regret it. Yeah. Because when I do hook up my Super Nintendo or my Nintendo or the uh, the thing that you sent me yeah. uh, <laughs> to play my NES game, since both of my NESs are, are fried as far as I can tell, yeah. um, 
it, it just doesn't look no it, it looks horrible on a modern tv it yeah. does and there seems to be a lag oh my god yeah there is, so. there is there's input lag as well yeah I, I have two tvs i've got you know one for modern consoles and i say that kind of with like a you know like quotations because the newest stuff i own is all last generation uh except for my 3ds you know i've got playstation 3 xbox 360 all that but i still haven't delved into ps4 or any of that stuff i need to and i keep meaning to but i keep finding old stuff that i want more uh every time i get an extra hundred bucks together i'm like i'm i'm just gonna buy this or that you know and it's like uh it's it's the story of my life you know i'm still catching up from 20 years ago and yeah we were fortunate enough to get our playstation 4 as a christmas gift oh nice jordan's grandmother and mother who bought it for us because I, you know, like you, I collect a lot of the old games. So that's why I ended up having one. But I always find myself, it doesn't matter how often I play the new, as soon as I get done playing a new video game, I go right back to one of my old retro games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will forever be that grumpy old man, I guess, to the, <laughs> to the new kid who's like, well, and back in my day, that's we me. had Mario RPG. Well, you know, what's funny about that, though, like you look at these modern lists like of like greatest RPGs of all time that are made like in forums and like people vote on them. And it's always, uh, you know, Mario RPG is always on there. Uh, Final Fantasy six is always on there. Chrono Trigger is almost always number one on these type of things. Mm-hmm. And these are a lot of these people voting on this stuff are kids. You know, they're people I would consider to be kids, you know, 20 somethings and stuff and it's like when did you play chrono trigger you know this came out before you were well, born their parents are raising them right yeah i suppose i i i kind of think it's more like brent was saying on his nostalgia episode you know i i've very much was in the same boat of thought uh, as brent there where it's like a lot of these older rpgs are based more on story and gameplay and a lot of the the modern ones are based more on you know just the look you know it's just yeah. all about what it looks Good like look. graphics and you know gameplay is secondary to what you're seeing on screen and and people see through that especially the type of people that are drawn towards rpgs because that's why we're playing them is for the story you know um i'm not playing just to to grind two numbers together to get one number bigger you know although i kind of am but you know that's secondary to the story you know that's what keeps me going if the story is interesting i'll keep playing a horrible system Yeah, I will. I will put up with a horrible looking game. Oh yeah, and and play a good story and good uh, good gameplay mm-hmm. just to, just to have that. And it, it, that, and that that's why I'm saying you know I will always go back to my my retro games. I mean, sure. my favorite era of gaming is from the PlayStation One, from the Super Nintendo to the PlayStation One era. Yeah, because you have wonderful RPGs like Final Fantasy Two, Final Fantasy. Three Final Fantasy or Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, uh, yeah. and then you know you have the Breath of Fire series is good oh, all yeah. the way up to four. Yeah, you but, know, and so then you got one, two, three, eight, four, and, and then it gets and, back covers platforms. So you know, I mean, obviously you have all your Final Fantasies, and then yeah, and outliers like, like, um, like I think you asked me about Seventh Saga long time ago, wasn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a great game. It, involving as fuck. I wouldn't recommend the average listener to go try and find a copy of Seventh Saga and play through it because you're looking at easily a hundred hours. But uh, great game nonetheless. Um, 
uh, Pladden's Quest. You know, I did a, a guest spot a couple years ago now on Brent's show, uh, and we did Paladin's Quest. And even though my copy's battery died, they played through it and were both surprised at how good it was. Another one's Robo Trek. If you've never played that for the Super Nintendo, that is a wonderful RPG. Um, and it looks great. Music's great. Yeah, it's an Enix game. It's not too expensive. You can pick it up for like 30 bucks. I know you're a fan of both uh, Lufia 1 and 2. Turns out I don't have 2. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? But Wait, you um, don't have to. Yeah. Have to send it to you. No, you don't have to send it to me, but but um, that's like James recently. Like, you, oh, you don't have Dragon Force? That motherfucker bought me a copy of Dragon Force for Christmas. <laughs> like, that's an expensive RPG to buy. <laughs> that's what I, he said. He got a great deal, and I'm like, did you? You know, this better not be your copy. He assured me it wasn't. And he said he got a great deal on it. Uh, I got lucky. I should if I had if I had held on to it for just a little bit longer, I would have been able to send you a copy two years ago but I had just a disc copy that I bought for like 60 bucks okay. and then I had found a copy with its case that I got lucky and I guess the person didn't know what it was yeah. and I got it for 70 something dollars yeah. and so I now have a complete copy nice. of Dragon Force and I got it for 70 bucks and I ended up selling my disc copy to we had a, a local retailer called like Disc Replay I think it was oh, yeah. I sold it to them Oh, um, more power to you, man. I mean, that's what it's all about: is finding these things cheap. You well, know? I, would, I would rather I would rather send it to a friend than oh, have made sure. a couple bucks back. Sure, I'd, I've done that a lot too. You know, I've sent James a couple of things in the past. I had an extra copy of Tactics Ogre for GBA and sent that off his way. And if he had, if See, he had, uh, I've never played. I've never played any of the ogres. Oh, you should ogre battle, if ogre you, tactics. I've never played any of them. If you like Final Fantasy Tactics, the one for the GBA. Yeah in my opinion, is a better game. <laughs> I mean, it's a little more little kidsy in some places, but uh, the story is definitely better. And then, of course, Tactics Ogre for the PlayStation is tremendous. I couldn't... It's it's great. It's a great game. I couldn't uh, recommend it more. So, yeah. That's one that I would love to do for the show, but uh, we would have to get James a copy, which would cost a lot of money, because I don't think he owns a copy. <laughs> and secondly... Uh, Go find me. Yeah, it's just involving. Uh, it's another game that's just going to take a lot of hours. Now, the GBA one, because I know he owns a copy because I sent it to him, uh, we were considering doing that for a show, but I think James started playing it and kind of realized, you know, that, hey, this is going to, even this one is going to take a little while. It's not a short game, even for a, you know, a GBA game. So we were kind of like, eh. And we let you guys decide what we were going to play, and you guys picked almost all RPGs, so thanks. <laughs> I mean, we are on the RPG <laughs> show, so it is what it is. But, yeah, we've been trying to, you know, and speaking of which, like, I don't know what uh, what James and I are going to do next. You know, normally we, uh, you know, a little peek behind the kimono. Normally we decide, like, literally either right before the episode or on air. We'll be like, hey, what do you want to play? And he'll be like, oh, I don't know. So I don't know what James and I are, are doing next. Um, maybe another off-topic type thing, or maybe we'll pull some other game from our hat. Uh I don't know. I'll, I'll have to get with him and talk to him and see what we're going to do. But, man, it has been I, – I don't know what else to say, Josh. You got anything else? No. Uh, the only thing I would say from here is go with your classic uh, is it worth it. And uh, depending on if you can find the game at a right price. You know, I think it's – For me, it's worth it almost no matter what price. Yeah, I, I think it's clear that this is worth it. Now, if you're looking for an original copy like me – you got to realize these things, the batteries start to go on them. They're, they're all nearing, you know, 
what, pushing 30 years or something, right? It's like, I'm that old? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're, they're getting old. They're getting up there, and the batteries only last they so long. Mine still worked somehow, um, and I don't know how much longer it's going to. But uh, Yeah, there's little batteries that are in there. Man, I'm yeah. lucky that all of mine still work. Yeah, I've got quite a few that don't. Like I mentioned Paladin's Quest. Uh, gosh, I know there's two or three more I'd have to look over to see. But, yeah, I've got several that the battery just stopped, you know, just doesn't work anymore. Now, you can buy replacement batter for, batteries for these. The aforementioned uh, GBA game, the copy, the, the extra copy I had, the battery had died on it. Mm-hmm. And I opened it up, you know, and I know nothing about electronics, but I just did read a tutorial. I popped the old battery out. I put the new one in. I did what they call the non-solder method where you basically like hot glue it down. And I did that and put it all back together and it worked. So uh, you can replace these batteries. It's not all that involving, but um, the way to go would probably be at this point to buy the classic. I mean, you can pick one up for a hundred bucks. You get what 20 other games with it along with Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, save states and all that stuff <clears throat> works on a modern tv so yeah definitely worth it any any way you can find this i think it's on the wii still for another it, it, well they closed the, they closed the wii store but it is on the wii u virtual store too right they got lots of different ways that you can buy the game right as of this recording you can still get it on the wii until uh march right march of okay. Yeah, you can um, you can buy Wii points up until March, and the store isn't closing until January of 2019. Um, so if you have points, you can still buy stuff all the way up to next year, but you can only buy points up till March. So once again, me and James mentioned this on a few episodes back. I went on there and went through their whole library. It's really kind of a small library at this point because a lot of the third-party stuff is gone. But I picked up... Uh, ease one and two for like nine bucks and i was like yeah i'm gonna at some point want this you know and don't want to buy a triple graphic 16 or whatever to play the original version so i'll just do it here and yeah it works well enough um you might want to you know listeners might want to go on there and get stuff i still need to buy the castlevania game that's on there it's like a reimagining of the original castlevania and that seems really cool oh yeah yeah nine bucks for that too we all all know that you're a castlevania fan oh a a little bit (laughs) I'm a huge Castlevania <laughs> fan. I love Castlevania. I've got basically every release of Castlevania for everything I, I have. Um, mo- most most everything. I'm missing Dracula X, but it's not a particularly good game. I have I, I mean the SNES version. I have other versions, but yeah, I love Castlevania. Uh, yeah, so definitely definitely worth a uh, Mario RPG if you haven't played it. Uh, if you don't own it, it's it's pretty readily accessible. Uh, like you said, it's on the Wii U shop. I'm sure once they finally get their head out of their ass, it'll be on the Switch shop if that ever comes to fruition. Um, yeah, pick it up, guys, if you haven't got it. Um, Josh, is if anyone wants to contact you, do you have contact information or just fuck them? You don't want anyone talking to you? Uh, well, I'm on the Discord. Anybody can email me if they wanted to. My email is josh14 at yahoo.com. Right, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Twitter, JLW14. <laughs> right. You bring up a good point. If you're not already on the Discord, we, we, what we've done is we basically joined Discord. Uh, or I took, I told my listeners and uh, I, I, took myself and james and all my friends i'm like let's if they're doing discord let's just get in there too because we're at this point like brent's podcast our podcast where we're you know if you're listening to one you probably listen to the other and uh kind of a sister podcast 
kind of yeah like they're great guys and you know uh, i found them early enough thank god and and we've done a lot of cross-platform stuff you know between our two podcasts and i even had an opportunity to meet both guys uh last year at super bitcon and that was a lot of fun and yeah so they have a discord if you go to if you type in the rpg podcast.com don't go to the rpg show.com but if you type in the rpg show podcast um it'll bring you to their web page which has links to get into the discord um <laughs> get in there and talk to us i'm on there every day uh, saying some kind of bullshit pissing someone off mostly seaton um <clears throat> great bunch of guys you know there's about like eight to ten people that are active and uh it's, it's, yeah. it's great it's, it's good conversation happens yeah and if you want to contact me you can find me at uh god what am i at retro cal at twitter that's k-h-e-l mm-hmm. you can find me at uh simon not simon belmont at outlook.com if you want to reach james and tell him you know hey man what the hell why weren't you on the last show he's at jmail holland on twitter or goodbuddyjames at gmail.com so yeah that's about it so until then keep it retro and definitely uh, give james some help <laughs> for sure poor guy he's been great man james is the best guy james but, is a good dude yeah for sure the best dude anyway man james i got i've got gifts for you dude i don't think i forgot you uh, oh, i had some major expenses just get into it briefly before i <laughs> say goodbye so james if you're listening to this uh my kid caroline uh cracked her teeth and ended up costing us, you know, I have insurance, but it still cost us about a grand out of pocket right at Christmas. And I already had decided I wasn't going to get, this is the year I'm not getting a loan to make Christmas happen. So it was not only was it kind of a slim Christmas, but like I just, I had, I had bought gifts already and I just couldn't afford to send anything out. And we're kind of just playing catch up right now, but I already have James stuff and I'm sending it this week. So you're, you're getting stuff, buddy. And Bjorn, God damn you, Bjorn. He sent me a box of awesome stuff, uh, chocolates from Sweden and candies and all this shit. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to send you something too. I don't know when buddy, but you're getting something too. I love all you guys. It's like overwhelming, you know, that I've, uh, that anyone listens to me, let alone just sending me stuff. And it's like, fuck you guys, man. You make a guy feel loved. But anyway, until then, keep it retro. We'll see you next time.